let's get into this housekeeping as always make sure you go follow us on instagram at the self-med pod uh make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this at whether it's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher google i already said google um double up on the google yeah anywhere anywhere we're everywhere you can listen to us everywhere uh, just make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to this. Also, make sure you go check out our over-the-counter episodes. Those are going to come out every single Thursday. Um, on those episodes, we're going to be doing our listener engagement. So pulling up topics that y'all want to talk about. Uh, if y'all want to get any advice, if y'all want to call in, uh, if you need to remain anonymous, you can definitely hit us in the DMs. Uh, but over-the-counter episodes are definitely coming uh, every Thursday from now on. So make sure you go check those out um, on all the same DSPs as the regular episodes. So now you're getting two episodes a week. Deal with it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Welcome to the Self-Medicated Podcast for Monday, uh, September 7th. Even though y'all not going to hear this on September 7th, but At this all. is that podcast <laughs> for September 7th. What it is, what it do. I am your host, as always, The Wayfair, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, it's lit. I love it. <laughs> Here as always with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, aka the box hunter, aka one pop poppy, aka the bottom feeder. Um, damn, do you have a bottom feeder? Oh, you should get the bottom feeder I'm clip. Definitely not getting the bottom feeder clip. <laughs> In those streams, right? Would, now. It, would it make say some some the bottom feeder? Something. I don't can't know. Remember. <laughs> um. Um, let's see this week's organic shout out. This one is a special one. Uh, this week's organic shout out goes to my homie, formerly known as the hardest working man in hospitality. Uh, but ish, AKA Sisive Bilal on Instagram. That's C Y S I V E B I L A L on IG. Um, this man has been doing some, uh, videos on YouTube that are fucking hilarious. This man, if y'all know anything about Ish, he's a, entertainer extraordinaire um and yeah. his youtube videos are reflective of that <laughs> man <laughs> uh, so yeah check out his youtube uh ish tube 23 i s h tube t u b e 23 uh definitely some of the most funny random shit you can find on the internet yeah, whatever sure you go check out the homie whatever you're expecting you're not gonna expect what you're gonna see on this but i, I appreciate it because it's so unique yeah, highly entertaining and also I don't know what's going on, but I really appreciate it. I feel like I had some drugs after I watched it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's I, built I really for adult it. swim. It's like definitely yeah, built for some it's late night. A one man adult swim. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that definitely on adult swim though. Mm-hmm. Get that man a deal. Definitely. Shout out to Ish, man. Love you, bro. Um, all right. Let's get into the episode for the week. Um, how has your week been? What you get into this week? Whew, man. Had some ups and had some downs. Yeah? Yeah, but overall... I can relate. You know what I'm saying? I'm alive, so I'm happy. I'm That's good. good. You know what I'm saying? That's all that matters. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I've definitely had some ups and downs this week, too. Most of mine were 
fairly harmless, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe not so <laughs> in other aspects. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely been a roller coaster of a week. But I'm excited because I'm off work this week, so I took Labor Day week off. I'm excited to get a chance to uh, just reset, man. Sometimes you just need to get away from that monotony of work. The rat race. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I can't wait to take my days off in October, man. Yeah, are you taking the whole month off or what? I could, but uh, I have I get restless when I take more than like three, four days off. I feel like I need to be doing something. I feel you on that. You know, especially now, where a lot of what you can do is kind of restricted to being inside. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know about that. I might go for the week and just do some random shit throughout the week because a couple of the homies said they want to celebrate my birthday with me, so I might. Some random shit with a couple of my friends. Turn up. You about to be old as shit, bro. You what, 34? About to be Jesus' age, nigga. God damn. I'm about to be 33. 33. Niggas always trying to pippin'. add years on. Exactly. <laughs> Getting your pippin on. Jesus pippin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yo, that's a J name. You could yeah. definitely name your kid Ooh, that if you ever New Instagram that. name. Jesus, Jesus Pippin. <laughs> Two legends. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've been um, so I, at this point, everybody knows that I'm I'm engaged, and uh, the Haitian sensation and I have been kind of knocking off things off this checklist, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say, this is some of the hardest shit that I've ever done in my life. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like niggas told you. Yeah, well, and and <laughs> I'm honestly, keep saying that I, I have to, I have to, I. Have have to have to have to thank you mm-hmm. for preparing me because I don't think I was ready for just how some of this shit was gonna go down in terms of the decisions to be made about the yeah. way things you I'm not I'm saying this like I'm in the process but I, I've seen them from the outside it seems like the things you would think would be simple turn into more of a debate or a discussion than what you would assume they would be yeah, and I and I've said this a couple times, and this is the uh, <laughs> the uh, I guess source of why this is a difficult process is because she's thought about this shit her entire life. Mm-hmm. I thought about it for like the last thirty days, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like, there's a whole bunch of shit that's just like regular, normal. For her and mm-hmm. to me it's like um why <laughs> type shit but what i can say there's a healthy mix of things that i had no idea about and i think are a good idea yeah. and me being able to say yeah some of the shit we just don't need to do <laughs> um so yeah man it's a very <laughs> interesting process i've uh i've learned i've learned a lot about relationships and i think low-key being married already <laughs> Um. Yeah, basically, man. I don't mean man. Uh, <laughs> like, being married already, but oh, brother, you another and for another rude awakening. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, I feel like I'm starting to get prepared for some of the shit that I think and want just don't matter. It just, I, it just simply, simply put, doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's a that's a very interesting thing to try to come to terms with. <laughs> if that makes, sense. yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's fun, it's funny because it ain't like uh, it has been carefully cultivated 
to get to this point down. I mean, yeah, like, I'm, don't come natural. Yeah, shit, shit been wild. Um, but it makes it all worth it. And sometimes that's the thing, man. I think that some people um, talk about Segway Kings. I think a lot of the reason that people get divorced mm. is that, first of all, there's a ton of reasons why people get divorced. <laughs> But I think that one of the reasons why people get divorced is that they feel like they can't do this anymore. And when mm. I say can't do this anymore, I'm talking about in terms of um, that that kind of alliance that we were just talking about in mm. terms of the business sense and all of that no longer aligns with how you feel about the person. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people get divorced. And that was a real blanket way of saying that, like, <laughs> shit be real for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the other thing about, like, marriage and divorce is that half of these shits don't work. Yeah. So, like, that's a that's another thing. And that's that's also very important. And then, you know, as a man, when you hear things like $20,000... A month in spousal support for emails and <laughs> for emails. phone calls. <laughs> that 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 type of shit becomes alarming. What are you calling for twenty thousand dollars? <laughs> for real, you're not calling me. <laughs> she got your um, dad in jail or something. <laughs> right. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, Dr. Dre and, and Nicole Young's divorce, right? Um, and Nicole Young is wanting about two million dollars a month. <laughs> I get, yeah, she wants about two million dollars a month to cover her expenses from Dr. Dre. Now, uh, before we get into this breakdown, I want to talk about the concept of spousal support. What are your what are your thoughts? What are your views on spousal support? What is what is, what the fuck? I, I understand. It makes sense with the hist like the history of it makes sense why it exists, why it's currently still done in the way that it is now makes no sense to me. So, I learned that spousal support became a thing because back in the day, I believe, like in the fifties and sixties. Men would just leave their woman with the kids and they would just like, dad's going to go get a pack of cigarettes and he never comes back. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, especially back in those days, women weren't working. Men were the sole um, breadwinners in the family. So once someone that is making all the money leaves and you've never had a job and you've acquired these only homemaking skills, you've never like been a whatever it was a common job back then. They were just out on their ass. So, like, then they would be on a government assistance, right? So, the government decided that it would be best that men are responsible for these women opposed to the government, which makes sense. It's your, you left this woman out. This is, you didn't allow her to work or her really working wasn't a popular thing. The history of it makes sense. But why it's still currently practiced today? Because now women are not frowned upon for getting jobs or having families in um, working. So it doesn't really make much sense to me, especially if you are getting divorce monies. Yeah. 
The other element now that I think is different um, than the times you were talking about is the ability to make money that women had then versus now, regardless of the job, quote unquote. Right. So, for example, Nicole Young, who is Dr. Dre's wife or ex-wife, is not incapable of making money. Does that make sense? Yeah, she's a lawyer or had a law degree. I don't know if she's still practicing. Well, not only that. So not only not only is she very clearly a smart, independent woman, she also is Dr. Dre's ex-wife. So (laughs) to sit up here and act like there's no cachet or money to be made from that simple fact at all is I think something that should be thought about mm. um, Like the fact that she can make money Going going interviews about why they're getting divorced Period yeah. Right like that's 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 not nothing yeah. You know what I mean um, That's not nothing um, And then also Another thing that's important to bring up Is the role that a wife plays Right I think a lot of people make the argument that you know, um, building a home, raising children, all of these things are, are full-time jobs in and of themselves, um, which I think there's a very strong argument to be made for. Mm. Um, but I also think that there's the, the quality of life argument that mm. honestly is just a slap in the face, if we're just going to be real. Mm. If you're going to talk about the quality of life argument, then why is unemployment a portion of what you actually make? Hmm. Your quality of life ain't ain't sacrificed based on that. <laughs> That's a good point. Very good point. If quality of life is 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 the important thing, then why are prisons the way that they are? Like if we're going to sit up here and put a value on the quality of life that you didn't even earn. Mm. (laughs) Right. Like, so, so not only as a society, but as a person in a relationship with you, I'm required to maintain your quality of life. Mm. Why your quality of life was a benefit of being with me. Yeah. (laughs) Right? <laughs> Shouldn't that be a what factor is, what is, of what that's important? Say? Like you introduced her to this type of lifestyle, so that's on you. No, it's on her. No, it's, it's not on, on you. you. No, on that's you. just how I live. I'm sorry. Should I be a shittier person so that you like? What? Yes, I make so much money. But that 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 <laughs> that I don't know. That delivers such a terrible message. Mm-hmm. So Nicole Young wants. Um, $10,000 for laundry and cleaning a month. Yeah. She wants 135000 for clothes. Didn't she want some money for a house too? Like, or am I imagining somebody else? I want to say like $20 million or something crazy. For like a house? Yeah. Maybe I'm making shit up. 100000 a month for a mortgage. That's probably the most reasonable expense here. $100,000 mortgage? I, no, that's the most reasonable expense on this list. You can well, at least in Chicago, it's definitely different in California. But like, 
for all, a little I over ten thousand a month up in was one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Period. <laughs> <laughs> over, for a little over ten thousand dollars a month, I think you can get like a, a close to a million dollar house in Chicago. I agree. So of all the million dollar house, list, basically, all the things on this list is that you cool not with the paying most, that? No, I'm not cool <laughs> with paying any of these things, but. Uh, this is probably the most reasonable thing on this list. She has twenty thousand a month for telephone, cell phone, and email. How many cell phones you got, Shorty? Got two phones. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred twenty-five grand for. See, and this is where shit starts to get fucking weird. And you got to explain some things to me. Why am I responsible for your charitable contributions? What kind of sense does that make? I will. This is why I can't be a judge. I would just start laughing once I looked at this sheet of expenses. Like, ma'am, she claims to have had. Ma'am, you're divorcing this man, and you want him to cover your charitable expenses? What? Wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> that is nine hundred thousand dollars a month on entertainment. All right, so let let's let's try to do some quick maths. One, two, three. That's crazy. Right. Two like, and two. How entertained do you need to be for that? All right, so let's say you got. That's crazy. Bro. Let's say you got Disney Plus Premium. Uh, you talk about poor people entertainment. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let's say you got Premium Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You got Premium Hulu, no commercials. Right? Mm-hmm. You got the Netflix where they still deliver you the DVDs if you want to. <laughs> right? You got HBO Max. Uh-huh. You got HBO Go. All right. You got Showtime. You got stars, uh-huh. you got Sling and YouTube TV, and fucking Comcast too, because you need that internet speed. And she might as well upgrade Comcast to the package. highest internet. Niggas speed. never heard. Matter of fact, fuck it. Let me get the business highest account in your house. In, in my house, uh, in my new, freshly divorced house, where it's just me and maybe my kids. Sometimes kids are grown. Yeah, so it's just me yeah. and whoever. And our new boyfriend, right? Woo. I need to be that nigga. <laughs> Man. Um, and then um, let's say I also, you know, you know, every every other day I need to go see live entertainment. Just that's just the lifestyle I'm used to. Dr. Dre is an artist. I still goes to concerts. You know, you're not thinking rich enough yet, man. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna get there. Okay, okay. Talk about entertainment, right? You know what? I'm used to having privately screened movies. And that new tenant just came out. Not rich enough. That new tenant just came out. That 007 coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. I, I need I, these private screenings. Let's say mm-hmm. every every week there's a new, there's a new private screen. And I'll probably have a have the stars of that movie that mm-hmm. is premiering at the crib watching it with me. First screening, you know. So I probably need to right. pay a little money for them. Um The Meals. Food, that's entertainment, right? It is. That's considered an expense. I would assume so. Because it's not specified on there. Let's say it's, it's on there and they just didn't put it. It just put the ridiculous things. Have I gotten I to $900,000 a month yet? Not even close. Not even close. So what the fuck? You're not thinking rich enough, man. What, what are we talking about? See, yacht you, you don't know the, yacht See, rides? you got the, in order to understand how rich you need to be to have that type of expense, you need to go into the mind of a Tyrese. Okay. AKA Black Tie. Okay. So this Put man has a Benny Hanna's in his backyard. Mm-hmm. So in order to run a restaurant, <laughs> that's not cheap. 
when you have no client base. Like you're the only client. So I'm gonna assume that's a few ten tens of thousands of dollars a month right there. I'm not paying to go to the concert. I'm paying to bring the concert to me. So my kids, they like the baby. What's baby the baby cost for a performance? Five hundred thousand? Let's do it. Five hundred thousand. Invite my younger friends and family You're going to watch them enjoy themselves We're going to need some champagne To go with the food, liquor You got to stock the bar at the restaurant We got to buy the food for the restaurant Because after we watch this performance We're going to want to eat And everything's going to be takeout That I'm not eating in my restaurant (laughs) Yeah, some of those things though As a celebrity, those are expensive Then you got to pay for the trips Yeah The traveling but that's not entertainment. PJ, that's business. The PJ? Oh, the, I'm taking the PJ to go. Now I'm going to watch a performance in Europe. I'm taking the PJ. That's 50000 Do that a couple of times. You, I think you could add it up, but you're going to have to live such a busy, lavish lifestyle. Most people couldn't Listen, comprehend it. I am not paying to entertain. But you are, house. Dr. Dre. <laughs> but you are. This nigga is not going to have to pay this shit. Bro. Okay. I'll, he's probably not gonna have to pay things. that amount, but he's gonna have to pay some. This California, yeah, he's definitely gonna have to pay. No some doubt bread. about it. Yeah, <laughs> sixty thousand dollars a month on education, tuition, and living expenses. She got student loans or something. <laughs> that even student loans, nigga. That's like paying for a year of college once a month at a very established university. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Whose education is this? She's just sending random niggas This to is school. spousal support. This ain't even child support. Whose education are you talking about, bitch? I got to pay for your doctorate now? I would love to see that. Like, I wonder how detailed these things get. Like, do they literally... I need a line item. I need to know how much... Doctorate is free a lot of times. So that's- I need to know how much your meal plan is, bitch. You know some bullshit going on. You in the dorms? Like, what are you talking about? You own nah, the dorm nigga, now? She, right, I was about to say she bought the dorm. And put your name on that mother. Like, what are we... Like, some of these dollar amounts are just absolutely insane. I don't understand where this comes from. But I do know where it comes from. Because she know how much money this nigga really got. Mm-hmm. And the government don't. That's <laughs> so that's where these that's numbers are fact. coming from. Um... Yeah, that's where these numbers are coming from. She know exactly how much money this nigga got. And he could probably barely afford that, but because they're getting divorced and they're bitter, she's like, he can definitely afford this. He might be fucked up, but he could, for sure, I know he could afford this. When you You better, you try to squeeze the juice out of a goddamn rock. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly probably what she's doing. That shit is wild. This is is very interesting because... I wanted to give Summer Walker to woke for the week this week mm-hmm. for reacting to some of this shit. Um, and uh, Future's baby mamas that's been Ooh. like trying to hit him. She over thought the she head. did a fast one. <laughs> Just like, ah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I wanted to give Summer Walker to woke for the week for her talking about, once again, situations that she just don't have no. What'd she say? Well, I didn't see that. She was basically saying that. Uh, <laughs> Eli- what's her name Eliza Rain And like Nicole Young are just, they, they doing too much Like how can you expect this From a man And all of this But It's just weird Coming from her Because she's also Kind of been in these All of these situations That she's been talking shit about Okay I'd be seeing it, Like I 
I think I stopped following her, but I, that's probably why I didn't see it. But uh, I feel like she's always one of them women talking about, like, I don't need a man to do this. I can do it for myself, but I yeah. also want a man to do this for me. But I'm going to act like I can do it for myself. <laughs> yeah, you should, so, you should check out some uh, of her posts from today. I can't. I can't. Well, just check out the shade room. They'll tell you. I cannot do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Shout out to Dr. Dre. Shout out. Hey, didn't they have a prenup though? Didn't Shorty? Ooh, that, I feel like that's yet to be that's seen. Some yeah. show. We got to see how that works out because they said he did, then they yeah, said he said lied about getting yeah. rid of it. Then she said she signed it under the rest. So who the fuck knows? Um, let's continue on the relationship subjects and talk about your homie Brad Pitt. My nigga. My nigga Brad. B Rad. <laughs> B Rad. All right. So <laughs> break this down for me. I don't know the names of the people involved. Nigga, me either. Except for Brad. But mm-hmm. I know that uh uh Brad Pitt, actor extraordinaire, mm-hmm. uh heartthrob, mainstream heartthrob, <laughs> um, is dating a younger woman, a younger married woman. Um this nigga been doing this shit for a minute now that I think about it. Because he was, uh, back in the day, he was fucking uh, Robin Givens when she was married to Mike Tyson, which is a very dangerous game to play. Why would you do that? <laughs> so, that reminds me of... <laughs> Never mind. That's a wild uh, yeah, boy that's, for that one. That's some wild This is prime shit. Mike Tyson. This is not like Mike Tyson now. This ain't washed Mike Tyson. <laughs> this is prime, like, coked up Mike. <laughs> right. Crazy Mike. Yeah. That's, um, that's very interesting. So Brad Pitt is currently dating a a younger, like a significantly younger married woman. Um, this is a woman married to another man. Yes, who's also like rich. And yeah, I think like seventy, and old and yeah, older. She has she has a type. Um, and apparently those two are in an open relationship, and Brad Pitt is openly smashing buddy wife. Hmm. Um, and so this, I guess, is an example of what, like, today we would call these, like, pro- progressive relationships. Mm. Um, True. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this this uh, entanglement, situationship, arrangement <laughs> that they have going on. Because, um, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts because mine are very, very simple. I mean, they're simple because, like, just do whatever the fuck you want to do. If he's husband's cool with it and is working for the other two of them, like, why not? I guess the thing is, like, people had an issue with, one, he's dating someone so much younger than him. And I guess, two, because he's still, like, in the process, I believe, of divorcing Angelina Jolie. And, like, I guess they see this as being scandalous where... I don't think it should be. Um, it's like very common that older men like younger women and younger women like older men. So I don't know why people are like outraged necessarily about this. What are your What are your thoughts as an older man dating a younger woman? My thoughts are that the we just talked about marriage. And the concept of marriage, mm-hmm. right? I think that 
in this particular situation, I think that their marriage is a business arrangement. And I think that they have an understanding that business and pleasure is not mutually exclusive. I don't think Buddy has any choice. Uh, 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 Shorty that Brad Pitt is fucking, I don't think the husband has any fucking choice in this matter. Because they <laughs> because they set up the open arrangement or no? Because he's seventy fucking years old, mm-hmm. and I think that Shorty is gonna do what the fuck she wants to do, and they don't really have shit to do with him because <laughs> he can't do anything about it. I mean, he can. What can he do? Divorce her so he gets half of her shit. I don't know how things work because I believe they're based in New Orleans because the husband. Is a um a restaurateur. Right. And they met in one of his restaurants. And I guess they've known each other for a minute. Are they all three fucking each other? Or is Brad just fucking the wife? I mean, I don't know that about Brad Pitt's life, but as far as I know, he'd be fucking the women. So hmm. I'm a, I'm a, like, <laughs> what kind of nigga wants a fucking seventy year old? Like <laughs> I don't know about that one. I'm assuming yeah, it's just kind of wild. That's kind of wild That's a very particular fetish I wouldn't want to fuck 70 year old me I wouldn't want to fuck 70 year old like woman That looks good It's just it's like your bones gonna break Ain't Halle Berry Damn near 70 She's 50 50 something Yeah I don't know any woman That's 70, 70 that's, that's Yeah For like Sexual attraction reasons No granny porn for you Nah I'm going to leave that to you, brother. I'm going to leave that to you. <laughs> Granny porn might be the episode title. Dom <laughs> DeMarco. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah. The other thing that I think is interesting, man, is I never understand, like, I never understand people's judgment or evaluation of celebrity relationships, knowing that you're only going to get the information that they want you to have. And also knowing that as entertainers and people whose lifestyle and livelihood are based on their popularity are probably not going to do anything that's not popular. Or if they do, then they're going to lie about it and hide it. So like in a situation where there's a, a swinging or open couple and there's another dude that's that they are in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically speaking, based on conceptually the arrangement that they have, why the fuck is this news? But because of society and because we're dealing with celebrities and because of all of these other different things, this this is now like open for judgment from people who yeah. like can't even understand the concept in the first fucking place. I think the judgment is more so about the age difference than the like setup of the relationships. You think so? Yeah. I disagree. Cuz what well, I mean from what I've read, that's what people seem upset about. I wonder if that's like a beard for what they're really upset about though. I think it's people that are Brad Pitt's age that are either jealous that he ha- can acquire a woman that age mm. or a woman mad that he cannot or he cannot that he doesn't want to date someone his own age because that means they're out of the market like even though they were probably never in the market mentally that kind of tells them they're out of the market 
And you know when niggas get mad like that, they start hating. Yeah. Why are older men desirable, but older women are not? <laughs> um. Well, for one, the thing that tends to happen in society is women a lot of times are valued for their beauty, right? So as women get older, they start to lose some of those same physical attributes that they had when they were younger. Mm -hmm. And the thing that men are a lot of times um, desired for are their um, status and um, funds, right? So usually as you get older, you require more funds and your status gets higher. So this kind of has like a a weird thing happening where women are going down the same time men are going up as far as desirability to the opposite sexes. So a lot of times younger women, especially like super attractive ones, they don't want to work. <laughs> mm. They want somebody powerful that can take them places and introduce them to people and have thing, money to do all this stuff. And where younger guys are like, like kind of what you said, like you're not usually the most attracted to older women. And another thing my friend pointed out to me was that, well, actually, a, a Lyft driver pointed, yeah, a Lyft driver pointed out to me was he was like a guy in the sixties. His nigga was still playing rugby at uh, <laughs> Northwestern, which was kind of crazy to me. Rugby, super cool, that's not even known. super cool uh, guy. And he, right, it's not a contact. It's a contact sport. A sixty year shouldn't be playing. But he was saying that as you get older as a man. The things and the women you find attractive doesn't change, but you do. Mm. So if you're attracted to 24-year-olds, you're probably going to always be attracted to 24-year-olds even when you're 60. Got it. Whereas women, I feel like as they get older, younger men don't seem appealing because they're immature. They don't have, they're not established, you know, and those things. So that's kind of funny too, where the same thing kind of happens where the other person likes and the other person doesn't. They don't really intersect. And if they do intersect, it's at a very small like time frame. Right. Yeah, that's very interesting. That is very interesting. I wonder um, what would happen if the names were changed to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, my God. What would the reaction in the public be then? <laughs> Will gets his revenge. Yep. <laughs> or Will's dating younger woman taking advantage of her. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. You think people, if um, if Will and Jada were in an open relationship, which I think a lot of people suspect that they are, but I mean, ain't nobody right. them. Um, if Will and Jada were in an open relationship, and August Alsina was fucking Jada as part of their open relationship, mm-hmm. and it was just a known thing, and it was presented in the same way that Brad Pitt. New divorcee is fucking on this restaurateur's white young wife. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the media coverage of these Not situations all. would be different? Not at all. It's it's funny to me because I feel like a lot of times I see people saying that men in particular need to grow up and um, stop being so immature or childish, mm-hmm. but when it comes to situations where they could potentially be the victim, it's on them. It's their fault <laughs> for being a victim. <laughs> so this is kind of funny how that works sometimes. Whereas 
a lot of times people say women develop faster or more mature than men when they're at that same age as men. But when they're in a similar situation, they're seen as a victim and not really being seen as like, oh, okay, she wanted to do this or that was her decision. She's not being taken advantage of. They both knew what hmm. they were getting into. Isn't it also interesting that like when <laughs> like because women mature like quote unquote these are just right, like right. women mature faster then it makes sense that they would want to be with older men. Yeah. However, we're also going to talk about how older men take advantage of and exploit younger women so that we can't even say that that's an actual true feeling that folks have. They mm. may just be being manipulated into that thought yeah. process. But when it's a man who may feel like he wants to like it it <laughs> it just don't it does don't line up because I'm uh, not even talking about gender anymore. I'm talking about needs as human beings. And for mm. some reason for some folks you can understand the needs that they may have. But for others, it don't make sense to have those type of needs at certain at those same stages. As other mm. Like that shit don't make no sense to me, <laughs> right? Like if you're if you're if you're if you're a young man dating an older woman, you're not like society doesn't see that as a young man wanting security and stability and being with someone. Who is mature on their level and can under no, mm. that's not how that's looked at. Yeah. But with a woman, it is still getting a groove back. Exactly. That's so. <laughs> that's, I wonder why that is though. I don't like, know. Where man. does that come I don't from? Don't fucking know. A lot of the, a lot of the like, um, toxic things that are toxic in society, or uh, specifically like patriarchy. I can I can look at those things and be like, ah, I see where that came from. I see why that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But this shit don't make no sense. Like it doesn't I don't get the benefit, right? Of any uh, one person. It does it doesn't actually benefit anybody for society's perception to be this way of dating. Like it doesn't like who does it work for? Nobody. Nobody's winning Nobody. out of this. <laughs> right, right. Nobody's getting the um the win out of this. Damn. Every, people's doing group FaceTimes and shit. <laughs> Not gonna get in on that. <laughs> no, nah, I think this is your group thread, isn't it? Oh, niggas is everybody don't got a face uh, iPhone. Oh well, mainly me. Yeah, man. Shout out to Brad Pitt. Uh, let's see. I want to talk about Jessica Krug really quickly. Um, Jessica Krug is an associate professor of history at George Washington University, also known as 2020's Rachel Dolezal. So, um, I guess just to be succinct, this is another white woman who has been pretending to be various types of blacks, (laughs) um, for, I mean, the reason? Do we know the reason? Uh, no. Uh, I don't remember. It didn't make, it was a bunch of white nonsense, to be honest with you, so I didn't try to remember. I think, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume since she was a professor, 
I'm just pulling this out of my ass that she might have taught some kind of African American studies. Yep. Is that true? Yep. Man, look at that. That boy, that boy's smart. <laughs> so I'm assuming to in order to like make herself fit into those spaces and seem to have more credibility, she gave herself those attributes in that background. Um, she attributes this um uh <laughs> problems with identity as a mental health issue. Oh, classic. Yep. Uh she says mental health issues likely explain why I assumed a false identity initially as a youth and why I continued and developed it for so long. Um uh, like what exactly uh, identity issues? Okay. But like it's like body dysmorphia, right? No. Why is it not? Because she knew what she was doing was wrong. But, but she, why is it wrong, though? Because she's just not who she claims to be, right? Okay, so if you Body are, dysmorphia So is, if you're a person mm-hmm. who feels like, yo, I, um, I, I'm way overweight. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Is it wrong to feel like you're way overweight? No, that in and of itself is not wrong. It is, if you're not way overweight. Um, how do I explain this? I guess that 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 is not harmful. It's not wrong to anyone but you. Um, as opposed to. Pretending to be a different race that could be. Oh, you switched the argument. Okay. Harmful to others. Um, I feel like I'm going to end up arguing something that I don't disagree with. So I'm not going <laughs> like, <laughs> to. I don't. The, argue, the argument switched. Um, I don't know who would be harmful to outside of herself as well in that situation. Um, And especially if this is a person that is, I mean, you can't call him an ally. Did you hear the audio of her talking? No. That shit was hilarious. I'm sorry. Side note. (laughs) What what did she say? (laughs) Like, she doesn't look black at all. She doesn't. That part I do, though. Like the lips give it away instantly, but um, it sounded like a white person doing an person of what they think black people sound like. I also want to call out all these white New Yorkers who waited four hours with us to be able to speak and then did not yield their time to black and brown indigenous New Yorkers who thought that their sense of I thought cops was here to protect us, but I guess they're not. Boy, you think that this sort of like shock and empathy thing is the move. So a couple of things. You was talking about, Che, you was talking about moving against the gang database. What's up with that? Because last I checked, that's still operating. Last I checked, that's still up. You talk about us to show up, been shown up in all these neighborhood council meetings trying to fight gentrification. Hmm. Um, The reason why this is different than the Rachel Dolezal uh, situation is that I feel like Rachel Dolezal has a lot more reason 
to be confused about her race. Bless you. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but like, yeah, Rachel was low-key raised with black people. She was adopted by black people. Mm. She, like, there's a lot, but I'm not excusing any of the things that she's done. But she's not using the excuse of mental health and has a lot more reasons (laughs) that make sense than uh, Jessica Krug does, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think that there's anything really black at all about Jessica Krug's experience growing up. And I think that Rachel Dolezal actually low-key has had elements of a black experience growing up, if that makes sense. I, that's a big difference. That makes a lot of sense. I I guess my question is is did this um Krug woman did she come out to say these things cuz she was discovered as being an imposter or did she just come out to say these things because she got tired of living a lie or that's another element of this that is uh fucking weird because Rachel Dolezal got explode and uh, exposed. Yeah, she got exposed. Blew that bitch up. Krug volunteered all of this information. She just basically This is why I don't think it's mental health. She just wanted some attention. She just wanted some attention. Yeah. Um so on the one hand, uh her studies have focused on African American history, Latin America. Uh, oh yeah, she did say uh, she was like anti gentrification. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she was Afro Latina at one point. Oh man, I wish I could be different types of blacks. Jess La Bombalera was one of her aliases. Um, bro, shorty from whole ass Kansas, dead ass. The um, so yeah, so that's that's the other interesting thing is like for someone to be like. Supposedly fighting the good fight. Why? What? Why are you having this conversation? Why do you need this attention specifically? <laughs> like that shit don't make no sense. She got. She like. I finally got tenure. I'm about to tell these niggas right. who I am. <laughs> and I was about to say that's the other element of of uh, of white supremacy, white privilege. That Shorty feels so comfortable that she could just come out and say, "Hey, yo, I got this whole. I have. I have." Books that were finalists for Frederick Douglass prizes and Harriet Tubman that's prizes cr- and all of so this crazy. shit. <laughs> but I'm about to just come out here and tell y'all I've been acting. I, I've been acting a fool. I've been lying this whole time. That's white privilege in and of itself. Mm. To be able to just expose yourself as a fraud. Choose your white privilege <laughs> to be black. That that man. <laughs> that's meta. <laughs> that's whew, that's some shit right there. Um, shout out to Jessica Crow. Fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the NBA playoffs real quick. Yeah, real quick. Have you been watching? You still not watching? Are you? Absolutely not. I I have. I been, do know my Lakers lost that first game though. That was kind of shocking. I have been glued every day at five thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> to all of the games. Um, uh, the Lakers are soft, bro. The Lakers are fucking soft. There's no other way to get around it. The Lakers, so we're playing Houston right now. Mm-hmm. Houston's tallest player in their starting lineup is 6'5". Who is P.J. Tucker, right? P.J. Tucker. He's their fucking center. And we're just getting bullied. Like, we don't have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have a bunch of just big niggas. 
<laughs> on the court. And there's no other way to put it than the Lakers are soft, man. And I have real big concerns about them being able to beat anybody who plays physically. Now, if Denver fucks around and is able to beat the Clippers, which I don't think is going to happen, they play physical. Mm-hmm. Right? The Lakers ain't going to be able to do nothing with that. They play too physical. They, they, they're just too soft. It's too much finesse. Hmm. Um, if um, the Clippers will beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. <laughs> Lakers that are too de- soft. That depends if playoff P is out there. No, it don't. How many... It depends on if Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell is on the court. That's so, what it depends. I got on. a question for you. Do you think the Mavericks are soft? Uh, Dallas Mavericks. Yes, they are. So why did they take LA to seven games? Right. Because their skill level is mm. not okay. is not the same. So softness exactly. doesn't necessarily mean because I will say the Lakers are more talented. I agree, but they're just as soft. Yeah, so like, I'm curious <laughs> like how that can work out. So, yeah, but also playoff P wasn't really doing his thing either because he couldn't. How do you get that name? He's like you. We just give himself nicknames. <laughs> he could guard Luca to it save his life. Though. Yeah, I mean, LeBron crowned himself as the king. Yeah, that one stuck. I know uh, y'all niggas don't know how nicknames work in 2020. <laughs> but this is a different podcast. Who called him playoff P though? Who he, he did? did. He, he started that. Yes. But how though? He ain't even win nothing. Yeah, I mean, I your agree. biggest accomplishment is beating an injured Derrick Rose in the playoffs. <laughs> like, how did you get that nickname? He didn't beat anyone else All other than Derrick Rose. Questions. In the East, nigga, you was yeah. playing below five hundred teams for the first two rounds of your playoffs. Like, I went, get the what? I went the to one of those games actually. I think it was game three or four. Derrick Rose probably showed out or got hurt. One of the I don't remember. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <He> <laughs> one of the two. Um, got first level seats too. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I miss going to sports events though. So. <laughs> I do miss going to sports events. Anyway, yeah, man, the Lakers are soft. I don't. I don't know if we have to play the Clippers. If we have to play even Denver, oh, I, I don't know how we. How oh, it's going to shake up before I. Get off of this subject. I need to apologize. I did not respect the Heat. Oh, I <laughs> didn't respect them niggas. I think I think it's gonna be, still be a six or seven game series, mm-hmm. but I think the Heat are gonna win. Did they? Didn't they play today? Yep. No, they played yesterday. Okay. Uh, the Bucks won in overtime without Giannis. Without Giannis. That's interesting. That's that's a that's a passion win. Yeah, I don't and know if they, they just, can't they can't sustain because like. It's weird in the bubble because there's no home or away advantage. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's interesting to see teams blowing you out all these weeks and, I mean, all these games, and you would assume, like, oh, you're going back to your home right. arena. You'll play better, but none of that is going on. So. The other thing, too, about the okay. Milwaukee and Miami thing, it's just a bad matchup in general in terms of personnel. Yeah. I think the Heat was the only team that had a winning record against the Bucks all year long. Mm. So, like, they've just been – they they just don't match up well. Against Miami, that makes um, sense. And they don't have a lot of perimeter defenders, and a lot of the Heat have a lot of three point shooters. All they do is shoot threes. Duncan and also hero. the other yeah. thing about Miami is they're fucking physical. They are physical. They are not the yeah. greatest defensive team, but they will body your yeah. ass up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They will make. They will. They're not just gonna let you just come to the cup. <laughs> like that's not gonna happen. That's not. That's How do not you a think thing. they will pair against the? Um, 
Heat. I mean, Rockets. Um, I think that ooh, that's a that's a, they are like mirror images of each other, right? They're like mm-hmm. the uh, Wario versions of each other. <laughs> like the Heat is the Wario version yeah. of the Rockets. Yeah, they the like dirtier, grimier version <laughs> of the Rockets. That would be a, I would. Shit, I wouldn't be mad at that at four finals. The game would just be all threes. <laughs> It'd be all threes and like all flagrant fouls. Uh-huh. It's like all technical foul shots and all threes. That's all that would be happening. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I'm. I don't know. the The NBA playoffs are shaking up to be very, very entertaining. The whole bubble concept is very, very interesting. The no home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people who are turning out to be stars, um, you know, the other thing that's really important too, is that I feel like the emotion is elevated in these games because hmm. they're not really playing for basketball right now. If that makes sense. That's wild. Right. It's playing for their freedom. Like, <laughs> well, as like hilarious as a statement that is, I do think that having had some homies who have played basketball, mm-hmm. Like ball is life, ass niggas. I do think that they have that mentality that they're playing uh, for their. Food. I mean, like dead ass. If you lose, <laughs> like, you get to go home. If you win, you don't. Oh, that's well. That's, <laughs> that's what I mean. So what I meant is, I think so. Life outside the home is more proper term, I guess. That <laughs> that. No, nah, that's probably a realer element than what I was actually <laughs> talking about. Because <laughs> some of these niggas ready to go home. For yeah, real, for real. Like, I think the niggas on the Bucks are ready to go yeah, home. Yeah, some niggas is trying to go home, bro. It's like, we at least got to win one. Yeah, we, we just can't get embarrassed out this. Bitch. Yeah. yeah, some of them niggas is ready to go home. I think OKC was ready to go home. Uh, Chris Paul wasn't. But I can see Chris the rest Paul of them. wasn't. Yeah, got a bunch of young boys on there. Yeah, Chris Paul want that. Yeah, he want that W. Man. He wanted to be James Harden so bad, mm-hmm. boy. He wanted. He wanted to he be. Wanted him so I bad. told y'all, motherfuckers. Exactly. Um, but I also think that some niggas have this. Um, especially some of the younger players, like Jalen Brown, really stands out to me. Where they feel like they're literally uh, Jamal Murray. I feel like some of these younger folks literally feel like they're playing for their freedom. I feel like they feel like, you know, as young superstars in the league, they're trying to, they're still low key trying to, we got to remember how young these niggas are, bro. Mm. These are, man, listen, (laughs) some of the, some of the just shit that they're able to take at the age that they are with the level of fame that they have. Should be a should be really really fucking committed, man. But mm. I say all of that to say that some of these folks feel like they're literally playing for their freedom. They don't got they don't know shit else. They know they know what their homies are going through. They know what life is like for everybody in their family, mm-hmm. and they know that they have a platform and they can really ball. And they're in the bubble, yeah. And so they know, like you know what I'm saying. They, they it may be. Um, you know, a little misguided or a little bit blown up, but they may have the perception that them balling right now is some of the most important shit happening in the world. So like, and and mm-hmm. really truly feel that way, like for real, for real. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and so yeah, so that so the Jamal Murray's, for example, is the type of folks I'm talking about. I'm looking at them and I'm watching them like perform and do this entertainment thing. But then I'm also looking at 
the way that they're going about it and the why mm-hmm. like they're, they're they have a this larger purpose as you know realistic or not as they may be but they have that and they feel that yeah. and that's why they're playing and balling out the way that they are that that shit is so fucking dope to me and just to watch that in terms of just like real humans and people trying to go out here and play a game and entertain, but also yeah. like be on some real shit. And specifically, it's the young niggas. It's the young, the young, young, young motherfuckers. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's inspiring. These these playoffs are definitely the NBA playoffs specifically. It's dope, man. Um, I'll also say this: I feel like they have also set the bar very high for the NFL season. Hmm. Yeah, this season's going to be interesting, man. First of all, let me just say this. I'm going to make a quick prediction. NFL season is not going to be completed. I was talking to my homie about this yesterday. He had some conspiracy theories. He said that because NFL owners could give a fuck less, that people were going to be positive and they're still going to play. Just kind of how they do on injury reports. Mm-hmm. Like, a nigga has an injury where he sh- probably shouldn't be playing, and he doesn't tell people how he feels or let's know the severity of the injury because he wants to get paid and wants to play. Yeah. He says he thinks a, a lot of that is going to go on and not, not going to test as many people as they should. And I think he said that the uh, you the tests are voluntary. <laughs> think that's what he said so like i was like that that if that's the case that makes a lot of sense so there's a couple of reasons why i don't think the nba or the nfl season is going to work out number one there's too many players it's 50 some people on each team it's 32 teams it's too many people number two nfl contracts are not guaranteed there's just way too much room for lies about your health mm-hmm um, you're saying that some of these tests may be voluntary. That just opens it up even more than that. The other thing is that, um, you know, with the NBA, they let players opt in or opt out like if, uh, with no penalty. So if you decided mm-hmm. not to come to the bubble, no harm, no foul, we'll see you next year when shit get regular. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no penalty for that. Um, I think that in the NFL – the people who can afford to not play, which would be the superstars, which in the NFL, there's a small amount of them, <laughs> right? Um, I, I think that just the quality of football based on the people who can afford and cannot afford to be there is going to be sacrificed. All of that to say, I just don't think that the NBA, uh, NFL season as... It's probably currently expected to happen. It's going to happen. It's probably going to have to be a shortened season. It's probably going to have to be streamlined rules or some shit. You need to do this 707, man. That's <laughs> what I was getting to. Now, <laughs> if you want them to do a 707 mm-hmm. tournament style, NBA, that NFL season, that would be lit as fuck. Mm-hmm. I would definitely watch that. But like, man, no, don't nobody give a fuck what the left guard is doing right now. Exactly, just man on man coverage, yeah. <laughs> quarterback. Just make it entertaining. Going down the field, yeah. Just make it entertaining. That's just gonna seem like blitz football. <laughs> well, and low no key, tackling, that's, but that's probably what the NFL is yeah. moving towards anyway. 
with all of this non-contact shit. Like, if it's not going to be flag or oh, arena football. I never thought about that. That makes sense. They're probably going to move to 707. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, like, they're literally trying as hard as possible to get rid of the kickoff. Yeah. Right, like, <laughs> they're, they're going to move to 707 eventually. The NFL professional football is going to be 707 one day. Mark my words, you heard it here first. As always, I am your host, The Wayfair, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. It's facts. <laughs> Here, as always, with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, a.k.a. The Box Hunter, <laughs> a.k.a. One Pop Poppy, a.k.a. The Bottom Feeder. Um, yeah, and as always, this is a self-medicated podcast for Monday, September 7th. Check us out. You know what it is. We out here. We out.